minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What is going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. This is the 10th and final episode of the Life Functioning Skills Series. And as spoken before, this is connected to the last couple, and this is <coughs> peer pressure. And um, it's connection to free... I mean, as we talk, you'll see the connection between free will and uh you know how much does that play into peer pressure so the questions to think about i guess really is to ask in connection with free spirit what does it say about peer pressure you know what is how 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 do you connect peer pressure and free will excuse me i guess one thing to say with that is you know, as you, as you've marinated on that, we are not responsible. We are not responsible for the actions of our peers, but are our peers responsible for our actions? Another thought to think about in connection with uh, connecting free peer pressure and free will, and depending on who you are, I'm sure in the process, some people actually would say that their peers are responsible for their actions. I would I would beg to differ on that, but I mean, I'm going to ask I'm, a few, I'm, as I'm doing this, there's a few questions I want people to marinate on and then I'll talk more about it. <clears throat> Do you understand that there are ramifications that come with following the crowd? So connect that with the last question. Are peers responsible for our actions? The answer to that would be no. What what people around us try to pressure us into doing, albeit it could it could a real strong conviction to do so, and um, in many cases, you know, the 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 desire to follow the crowd can be strong. But there are ramifications to us following the crowd. So what is the connection to peer pressure and free will? Albeit people will pressure us to do things, we still have the choice to not. So then the answer to the second question would be that our, our peers are not responsible for our actions. If somebody asks you to do something and you do it, free will is still attached to that. There was still a choice made. And connected back to the, the costs, there are costs to those choices that are made. So if, if we are pressured into 
drugs. The, the, the presentation of the drugs to us, we have a moment where we can process that and make a choice. And the ramifications of that are, well, the fallout from doing said drugs. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we have to remind, and there's a cost. The cost and the ramifications are essentially the same thing. What, what happens? What happens if I decide to do the drugs? What happens if I don't? There are costs involved in that. So when we're talking about peer pressure, there's there's heavy costs regardless of the choice. And are we willing to pay that cost? <clears throat> Excuse me. Another question to think about. So then do you have to do what your friends, your cousins, your brothers, your sisters, your parents are doing if they're doing wrong? Now, I'd, I'd, I'd be willing to bet that there are people who would answer yes to that question. To me, which is a self-esteem issue, which that's a whole different topic. But it is, it is strongly related to this topic of peer pressure. Where our self-esteem is will determine what we follow or who we follow when it comes to peer pressure. So if I have a, if I have a strong sense of self-worth... I'd be less likely to worry about what people are saying in response to, hey, let's go over here and rob this bank. And I'm like, nah, I'm good on that. Oh, you scared. You suck. You whatever. If I have a strong sense of self-worth, I did what they said doesn't matter. Okay, well, good for you. I'm glad you think that. And I'll go on about my business because I've weighed out the cost of the decision that is being presented in front of me. And so I can go on about my business. And if those people decide they don't want to hang around with me, then it is what it is, I guess. Right. So that's that's that when people say that. But on the flip side, if I have no self-worth or a low sense of self-worth, when people say, let's go do the same and the same example of going to rob a bank. Even though I know it's wrong and I don't want to do it. And it could be someone in my family that's having that, you know, because I my sense of self-worth is so small. I'm going to say yes and do it knowing that it's wrong. Having probably even weighed the cost of what's going to happen, the ramifications of said choice. But because my self-worth is so low, I'm more worried about what these people think about me than what happens if we get caught. And so because of that, I make the choice to follow and then we do whatever we do. And then there are costs connected to that. And so in a lot of cases, what I've seen, you know, working, working with with the youth is they decide to follow their peers. They get caught up in it and then they don't take responsibility for it. Oh, see, you got me in trouble, which is impossible. Can't nobody get you in trouble. I mean, people can lie on you, but how you respond then plays into how it plays out. People can tell you to do something. People can even threaten you. There's always the choice. There is always a choice. Even if somebody's threatening you at gunpoint, there's still always a choice. 
So for people to say that somebody got them in trouble, that's that's ridiculous because no one can do that. And I mean, to sidebar it real quick, I'll tie that to when people say, well, you put me in a bad mood or you messed up my day. Nobody can do that. That is a choice. People do a lot of things to upset us, but how we respond to these things is our choice. That is our free will, and that is that is on us so that I can't blame other people for how my day went or how my day is going or what's going on because I have a choice. So, <clears throat> should we follow the crowd my answer to that is no you know and I mean especially let me let me say that should we follow the crowd if we know what they are doing is wrong the answer is absolutely no we shouldn't now I'm not foolish and I understand that there are different things that play into that why people decide to do <coughs> excuse me do the things they do you know again low self-worth self-esteem you know or I mean Namely, why people do these things is to fit in. I want to fit in. And because I want to fit in so badly, I'm going to do whatever it is that everybody else is doing, even though I know it's wrong. You know, and sometimes, sometimes the peer pressure isn't, they don't have to pressure too too hard because it's something the person already wants to do anyway. So if I've made my mind up that I want to sin and you can add whatever sin into that you want to, if I've made up my mind, I want to sin. And then, you know, the whole, I have that, that feeling telling me, no, nah, you don't want to do that. And, you know, the little feeling I'm like, ah, I'm kind of on the fence. And then someone says, Hey, let's go over here and do yada, yada, yada. You know, it's like, Oh man. All right. You know, that peer pressure isn't that peer pressure then becomes the excuse to doing the thing that I've done. Now it's a, oh, I wouldn't have done it had they not pressured me. Albeit, I was most likely thinking about whatever that sin was before. And I think that happens a lot too. And I mean, a lot of this goes, chalks up to accountability, which I guess I could have called this accountability because that's essentially what it is. Am I accountable for my actions? If I choose to make, a, you know, to, to do whatever sin it is that is being done, I can't blame other people for that. You know, if I decide I wanted to get drunk and then I was like, I don't know. And someone says, hey, we're going to go get drunk. Come on. And I was like, yeah, right. I can't later be like, oh, you know, I'm hungover or, I, you know, drinking and driving or whatever the case may be and paying the cost for that choice. I can't later be like, oh, man, see what you did to me. But that I've seen that happen several times. And even in my day when I used to drink, that was an excuse that I would even use. Uh, see, I wasn't even going to drink, but y'all got me over here. And now I'm all this and whoop-de-woo and wham-wham. And, you know, it's like that's just a piece to put off the blame. You are, you are um, pressuring me, quote-unquote, but... The pressure wasn't that hard, but, you know, that was just the way to do. That's the freedom to not be accountable for what I just chose to do. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's connecting these three for the ramifications. You know, should I follow people, the crowd? 
even if they're wrong and you know are my peers responsible for my actions and let me ask this do you understand that even if you are you are just associated with people who are doing wrong when doing it you're just as responsible now think about that because I I often think that I always go to the youth because that's who I work with. Most most of my interactions are with the youth. So that's that's my go-to. But I mean, this applies to adults too. So I don't want to give adults a pass saying that it's only young people who do this. I know a lot of adults who do that, you know. They're, <clears throat> the connection of, even if I'm associated with, with said people while they're doing wrong, I'm just as responsible. So... Let's go back to the bank robbing example I used. If I am with family, friends, whoever, and they talk me into going, oh, come on, you ain't even got to do nothing. You just, we just need you to look out or just be there. So I get in the car and I go and they're doing this and they get in the car and we take off and the cops are there and they catch us. If I say, I was just here. That's a poor excuse. You shouldn't have been there. So we got to understand that even if we're associated with people who are doing wrong things, by default, just being there, we're just as responsible. Because we could have chosen to do one of a couple of things. We could have chosen to try to talk people out of it. Oh, man, we shouldn't be doing that. That's wrong. We can just do, 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 do. And then, you know, or we could be like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to go. You can be mad at me if you want to. I don't want to be a part of that. So we have to know that we're responsible. And I mean, not everybody's robbing banks. That's just a primary, that's just a big example. But I mean, let's bring it to another level. If you are in the midst of people who are doing drugs, if you got a bunch of people smoking bud and you sitting there with them and you in the room, you're probably going to get contact eye. You're responsible. And if, if people come in, so like, Nah, let's not use that because for the youth, it matters. So I can use this example for the youth. If you are in the midst of a bunch of people and they're smoking weed and everybody's underage and for whatever reason, the cops show up, it don't matter if you were smoking or not. You going to get in trouble. In fact, I've seen examples where the ones who the ones who were with the crowd got in more trouble and they weren't doing it. I know of an individual <clears throat> who um, who I'm pretty tight with that, you know, from one of the schools I worked at who was in the car with, a, with some people and they got pulled over and there was drugs. Now, there was four people in the car. Two were minorities and two were, two were white. The two who were white had the drugs. The two who were minority did not. The two who were minorities got tickets. Had to go to court. Had to do all this stuff. The two who were white, nothing happened to them. Now, I'm not saying that's right. I am definitely not saying that's right. In fact, when I first heard about it, I was I was extremely upset about it. Because, you know, being black, here we go again. We're still dealing with the racism. You know, still dealing with cops or whatever. But, again, that's a, that's a different... That's a different topic for a different episode. What I do want to focus on with that is the two minorities chose to get in the car with the two 
white boys knowing what they had and they are be just as responsible and in this case we're more responsible than the other two who had the stuff so this is why we've got to be mindful of who we're with and what we're doing because as unfair as that was for the two minorities these things happen we already have to deal with that you know being minority let's not there's already so many targets painted on us let's not add to it oh man i gotta stop that's not the point of this so a um a show on racism is in the mix a podcast for racism is coming very soon i feel that but so i gotta i gotta taper back taper back basically the point of that is saying you're responsible if you're with people doing wrong and you're not doing it you're just as responsible <clears throat> so i want to uh, to match that i have a bible verse to go with with the topic of peer pressure and it's first corinthians 15:33 and it says don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character now how is that linked to peer pressure we've got to be mindful of who we hang out with we've got to be mindful of who we hang out with and people always use the example of well Jesus hung out with the prostitutes and the, the thieves and the murderers but Jesus was around them giving him giving them himself he was trying to minister to the sick doctors go to the sick to help the sick that's essentially that's what Jesus was was doing Jesus was going to the sick to heal the sick but Jesus wasn't hanging around with the prostitutes, the thieves, the murderers, the, you know, and all of that and doing what they were doing. So in this verse, bad company corrupts good character. If if you hang around a bunch of thugs, I hate I, I you know, I just got to say it, whatever. If you hang around a bunch of murderers, let's just say that. Because anyway, if if one hangs around a bunch of murderers eventually the crowd will will taint the one so if if i i'm not going to use that that's a different topic gosh I, 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 this racism is i'm not going to use that there's got to be a different show for racism i keep saying that it's coming we'll stick with the murderers as a person who thinks that is wrong but if you hang around with the crowd you will eventually hear yourself if nothing else i'm not saying you will become a murderer but it will taint your view on people who are murderers and your language might change about that if you hang so <clears throat> on a smaller scale somebody who doesn't cuss if you hang around with people who, who do nothing but cuss eventually you will cuss if you hang around a bunch of people who think that that's a good one all right so from from my past from my childhood i was immersed with people who decided that being a womanizer was how to define manhood and i'm not calling out names because that's not my point that's not my purpose and i mean that's wrong anyway but I was immersed with a, within a bunch of people who 
told me that being a womanizer was how you were defined as a man. Not only was I immersed with a bunch of people who thought that, the music I listened to said that. So, eventually, I agreed with that and I led that lifestyle. I put that on me because I don't want to sound like I'm preaching at whoever's listening. I'm, t- I'm, I'm talking from a place of having dealt with this stuff. And I hung out with these people. I was immersed with these people. I listened to these music. I watched said movies, you know. That's why porn is a dangerous thing because it taints your your view on sex and that stuff is fictional. That is not how sex happens. That is not how things go down. But the point is, I I was immersed in all of this stuff. I watched this. I listened to this. I heard people that I was I was immersed with saying these things. So I started looking at women in a different manner. I started seeing them as someone I needed to conquer, not someone I needed to take care of, not someone I needed to love. And so the challenge. And so I was out doing. And it wasn't until, you know, I got older and God changed my heart on that, that I was able to back away from that and focus on loving women being a positive male role model trying to help them and some people I had to be I had to back away from some people there's some people I don't hang out with because I don't want to immerse myself in that and I'm not saying that I'm trying to go back to a certain lifestyle or anything but the thing that needs to be spoken about is if that's all you hang out with that is I mean it'll corrupt you it's so much it's so easy to be corrupted by the the masses by the crowd so we got to be mindful of who we hang out with so attached to this another question i have is is god responsible for our actions now marinate on that one for a minute because there are a lot of people in the church who believe that there are a lot of people who would say yes to that that God is responsible for our actions. You know, that God, well, if God didn't want this to happen, it wouldn't have happened. And there are people who blame God for their, the things that happen, the things that go wrong, the things that, that their actions, where we have been given free will. And that is why God is not responsible for our actions. As much as we would love to say that, just to have a, an excuse for what we do and I mean to flip it on the other side is the devil responsible for our actions I know several people who would say yes to that and again no he's not he can't make us do anything so the only people that are responsible for our actions are us because of the God given gift of free will we can choose to do whatever we want to whatever action we want to do we can do it you know the the word can't is used very improperly in our society and a lot of people a lot of us i should say 
use that word saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's not true. We can do. There's a lot of things we can do. In fact, a lot of the things we say we can't do, we very much can. But a lot of things, you know, because we have the capability to do a great multitude of things. It shouldn't be I can't do it. It should be I don't want to do it. Or, you know, people can say I can't afford to buy whoop-de-whoop type of car. Well, if you're better with your money, you probably can. If people take care of their money, save, don't buy dumb stuff, you most likely can buy said car. People say, oh man, I can't go skydiving. I'm too scared. Again, you can. It's not that you can't. It's that I won't. I don't want to. I think we should say I won't and I don't more than we say I can't. And these are these are just examples used, to, you know, on a... I, I use these examples to exaggerate purposely. But I mean... Let's take it on a small scale. People say, I can't control my mouth. Now, I paused on that one because I want who, I want you listening to, to hear that. I can't control my mouth. Excuse me. I can't control my attitude. I can't control how I respond to things. All of those are lies from Satan. And they're cop-outs. We can control our mouth. We can control how we respond to things. We can control our actions. Just because I think something doesn't mean I have to do it or say it. So if someone upsets me and the first thing that comes to my mouth is the F word and then I say I can't control it, that is a lie. That's a cop out because I very much could. And here's another, here's how I, I can prove to you that that is a crap statement. There are several people who have foul mouths in one area, and when they're in a completely different s- setting, all of a sudden their mouths are good. And let's not even bring up church or anything else. There are people who will be at home cussing everybody out. They'll get to work and not a cuss word will come out their mouth. Why? Because they can get fired for talking that way. So if you can control that when you're at work, why can't you control it when you're at home? These same people who say they can't control their attitude when they get to work. All of a sudden there's a control. People say some stuff, you know. We don't have the uh, we don't have those quote unquote nigga moments. Most people. Let me change that. Most people. Or that that the black people get what I'm saying. A lot of people. And man, that that that. uh, Anyway, we don't have those flesh moments. There we go. I stand corrected. Let me let me retract what I said earlier. The end moment. And let's let's focus on the flesh moment. We can control those fleshly moments at work, but at home, all of a sudden we can't control it. Or when we're without, with our, in somewhere, in some uh, 
social setting, all of a sudden we can't control it. Someone bumps you, bumps you and, you know, I can't control that I'm going to break off someone. That's just who I am. But if someone bumps you at work, oh, excuse me, or, oh, you know, they're more willing to hear someone say, my fault, I didn't mean to do that. But in, in a social setting, they, they want to break off into somebody. So for those who say, I can't control my myself, that is how we just disproven that can't be now if we're gonna throw in i know some people will bring in like mental disabilities and things like that that's a whole different topic that's a whole different thing you know people who have developmental or you know developmental disabilities they're exempt from what i'm saying because they cannot control that but being that i've worked in special ed for 10 plus years they can they have more control than than one would think. I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've I've worked with students inside the school setting and I've worked with those same students outside the school setting. And for those who say that oh they they don't know any better. They do. I've seen the dude in the school who just don't know how to act, you know, according to him he can't re- control it and his responses, the things that he does is cuz he can't control it. But when you take him out of that school setting, and he knows that he will get in trouble for it. All of a sudden, he doesn't act that way. Now, I'm not trying to say that it's a front. That's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying that they that those with de- developmental disabilities most most in, in in a lot of settings that you know we we don't give them enough credit. We don't give individuals with developmental disabilities enough credit they're not stupid and i i really wish people would stop treating and talking to these people like they're they're stupid they're not they have something that they're dealing with that they're suffering from but they're not stupid so let's stop treating them and talking to them like they're stupid just like every other individual if you give them the ability to take advantage of a situation they will do so I don't know where that came from but again <clears throat> the caveat to what I'm saying about people being able to control themselves developmental disabilities or you know mental disabilities I'm, I'm excluding from the topic of what we're talking about I'm talking to the people who have all of their mental capabilities intact and then try to say that they can't control how they respond to things that is a cop-out that is a lie that is an excuse we can control we just choose not to control okay to to not beat a dead horse i'm going to move on to the next bible verse that i have and i've kind of already hit some of this stuff but i will say this actually you know what before I read this Bible verse, I'll probably end with the Bible verse. I, I talked about God and the devil being responsible for our actions, right? We have to own up to our actions. We have to own up to what we have or have not done. We have to own up to that. We can't put God on the spot, devil on the spot, Grandma Betsy on the, st- on the spot, Cousin Earl, my homeboy here, whatever. And all these names, I'm just throwing all this stuff out. We got to quit putting them on the spot. And when we mess up, we got to fess up. You know what? That was my bad. Even though they did this, this, and this, I, my fault. 
another question that I want to marinate on who is responsible for what we do as humans I would hope that having listened to this podcast the immediate answer would be we are so who's responsible for Anthony's actions Anthony is who's responsible for your actions you are I think it's funny how we put so much emphasis on peer pressure. We utilize peer pressure as our escape from things. And, uh, you know, that becomes our, 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 our way to cope with the sin that we do. If I can say it's my whoever's fault that I responded the way I do that gives that means I don't have to deal with it and here's the dangerous part about it if we don't fess up to it and deal with it we continue to do it because I'm not responsible for that oh it wasn't my fault they made me do it so then that's not a bad thing because I didn't do it on purpose so now I could just sit here and be like, oh, well, it's no thing and, and continue down the cycle to keep doing things. The only, the only time that we own that we can move past sin or certain things is once we own up to it. This was my fault. I messed up on this one. You know what? I shouldn't have did that. You know, we got to we got to take some we got to look at ourselves and be able to be honest about what we are, where our strengths and our weaknesses are. Because the lack of humility is why so many people are doing the same thing that they're doing consistently. The same, if you know, the same mistakes are being made, the same actions are happening, and I that is because we have this inability to look inward at ourselves and own up to what we what we have done. If I could focus on the fact that, I mean, let's 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 go. I, Earlier, I said that I was enculturated with a bunch of people who said that in order to be a man, I had to be a womanizer. The only way I got around that is when I owned up to the fact that I was making the choice to live that lifestyle. It wasn't until I could do that that I was able to be free from it. This ain't their fault. This ain't that the music's fault. This ain't the movies I'm watching fault. I am doing this. They are not making me do this. Once I had that revelation, I was I was able to be free from it, walk away from it. And that is why I'm able to be married and happily married at that, because I owned up to what, you know, I owned up to a mindset that I had a stronghold, which that's a whole nother topic, but I had a mental stronghold that I was holding on to that I was making excuses for and I was blaming my peers and everybody else for the mindset that I had. Once I stopped blaming my peers for my mindset and I looked at myself and I said that I had to stop living this lifestyle, I was able to be free from it. And it was after that that I was able, that I met my wife. We didn't get married then, mind you. But I met her after I after I dealt with that. I met my wife. 
So what what sin, what stronghold are you holding on to that you're not acknowledging is a stronghold that you are holding on to? What is that stronghold? What is it that you're holding on to? Think about that. And who are you blaming for that stronghold? You won't be free from it until you own up to your part of it. Because people do you wrong, but it takes two to tango and and just about everything. So even if someone did you wrong, what was my part in it? How can I better the situation? What could I have done to not be in that situation? How can I make sure that I'm not in that situation again? It isn't until we can look inward at what we've done, our actions, our part, that we can be free from something. As long as we keep blaming other people for everything, we will not be free. We will be enslaved to these mindsets, these strongholds, and they will run us for the rest of our lives. And we will be miserable and it just a perpetual cycle and we'll keep doing the same thing and we'll keep being miserable about it and we'll keep blaming other people and it'll just continue on and on and on and on and on. But it's only hurting us. So I'm going to end on this Bible verse. Romans 2.12 Do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Just because everybody's doing it. Let me translate that to some. Just because everybody's doing it don't mean we have to do it. Do it. And for those who are Christian listening to this, there's a lot of things the world is doing. That don't mean we have to do it. And I said we. I said we. I said we. I'm not condemning you. I'm, I said we. That includes me. Just because the world is doing it don't mean we have to do it. In fact, if we can stand apart from that and focus on God, that'll change our mindsets, those mental strongholds, and carry us onto the next step in life where God is leading us. So, I pray that this blessed you. I pray, uh, I pray this whole series blessed you. It is a wonderful concept, this, this life functioning skills, because I don't think as a whole that we've focused on it enough. I don't think, I think we're so caught up in the, the rigmarole and the rat race of life and, you know, certain things that we, there's little, little things that we didn't pick up. To move forward in life, to to be successful, and in a biblical sense, successful, not just making money and having materials, but to be successful. There are certain life skills that we need to take forward. Accountability is a big one. Let's be accountable. Um, I really think that. <laughs> That race, that racial thing is really strong. So that might, I'm I'm, I'm looking, believing that's going to be the next topic. So come back next week where we're going to have a, we're going to, we're going to have start the conversation about racism and we'll see where that takes us. I love y'all again. I pray you were blessed for this. Thank you for listening. I pray that the the series blessed you. 
Have a wonderful week, day, weekend, whatever, night, whatever time it is you listen to this. And we'll be back next week. Love y'all. God bless. Peace.